you are beautiful, you are so strong, you're amazing. Like Every day of life is a blank sheet of paper. More happy days in our lives. Small, small changes. You had to just be with life. To really practice mindfulness. I am not my thought. It's not easy, but it's very simple. If you put those two things together, you know, the sky is the limit. Today we have an amazing guest. Her name is Kami Giltner and welcome Kami to the show. Thank you for having me, Annie. If um, there was a three to four minute commercial or mm-hmm. advertisement or a radio talk show or a blog post, okay, let's say a commercial about you. What do you think it would say about you? And what do you want listeners to know about you, what you do? It can be about your business or you personally. Sure. So I believe women's voices matter. I believe women's voices are are really the medicine that our earth needs. Our wisdom is the medicine our earth needs. I'm a connector. I'm a storyteller. And I'm a business coach for women. And I'm just so passionate about raising up women's voices in a way that that gets their, their, their work out in the world, their gifts out in the world, so that they're making a difference with the, the light of who they are. What do you think it means to, for women's voices to be heard? What do you mean when you say that? I, well, I think women have this wonderful gift of just being, um, being and showing up in a different way than in the, the masculine ways of our earth and bringing in, and, you know, we all have masculine and feminine sides to us. And I believe that that softer, gentler side is being called really into our world right now. I mean, it's been crazy times. And when we can really show up in our softer, gentler side and our intuitive wisdom and that feminine essence of who we are and follow the, 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 the voice from within that, that inner wisdom, we show up and we can change the world for better. What we have, you have mentioned energy and feminine and masculine energy. And I mm-hmm. always say that we all have both. And it doesn't right. seem to be more manly or more feminine. It's just, right. it's just energy, feminine mm-hmm. and masculine energy. Why do you think um, centering your own energy is important, even in business? Because you do coaching for women, you do business coaching for them. We so often think that we have to hustle. We have to put the hard work and effort. And Mm -hmm. I believe that we can put the effort, but if our energy is aligned, you don't need to put 100 hours a week into something to blossom and flourish and give you the results that you need. So what do you think about just centering your energy and why is it important, how it works and how do you coach your clients and guide your clients to just find those that balance of energy in themselves. I actually believe it's one of the most important things my clients can do is to really keep a clear um, body of energy around them, right? To really, um, to vibrate on, be on that high vibration um, energetically, how they resonate. And I actually call it the R factor. And the R factor has four components to it and how we can, if we're doing these four components on a daily basis, we can really work at keeping our, our, our bodies and our energies clear. So the four components are our mindset. So really working with the mental fitness, making space to meditate, making sure that we're not telling ourselves negative stories over and over again, but really doing it in a way that, um, you know, we're, we're, we're finding those positive, that, that positive voice to uplift us, right? That inner mentor to, to help lead us moving forward. So mindset is one of them. 
second thing to do is make space for time and space for your body every day. And that's nutrition. It, it is how we move our bodies. And it's even the energetic body that we do. It's like Reiki and that sort of thing. Um, and then the third thing is spirit. And I always say spirit, however you spirit. And um, just trust that that's where your purpose flows from. And so, and then the fourth part of that is the community and being community that's uplifting as well. So if you're, if you're making space for those four elements, mind, body, spirit, and community every day, you are going to be resonating on a higher vibration. You're going to be attracting more clients into your business, and you're going to be more in the flow um, because you've done that purpose work. You've really aligned yourself with purpose work. And that's where you can really be in alignment with how you're showing up in your energy. You mentioned community. And when I lived in the U.S., um, I'm not saying that there are no communities. There are a lot of communities. But the main thing, as it seems to me, from a foreign country where, for example, when I have a child here, when I was living in the U.S., it was just me and my husband. When I came back, Everyone is involved, all the grandmas and grandpas, and they have days of the week that they have my son. Oh, that's awesome. Everyone is automatically helping, and it is not the same for the women in the U.S. Right, it's so, true. Um, and why is it that majority of the people, now speaking about women, we have, we, meaning because I lived there for uh, many years, and I even got into that mentality of I have to be strong I have to achieve everything by my own self mm. and talk to me how does community showing up in business maybe in real life examples sure and how can we allow ourselves and change this mindset of we are not alone and we cannot physically achieve anything alone and especially for the women in the U.S. because I have seen firsthand from my friends that they need to be <clears throat> tougher because of the mentality, because of the reality, that's just um, a different topic. But how can they allow themselves to find communities, to receive communities and open up to the communities? And also, yeah. how does it look like in business and how does it show up? Sure. Well, first of all, I want to just commend how wonderful that must feel to be in community and really admire the, cult your, the culture you're in, right? Is how family is showing up and being around you. Uh, I, I, I so... I, I know that when I was raising my son, I did have family around me and it was, it was, I was a single parent. And so, you know, thank goodness I had family around me to support me through that, that time. And, you know, so many years and eons ago when that was, um, and today when I think about community and business, it is about community of um, women business owners coming together and being together in community, reaching down and lifting each other up about getting in it and it, the way it really starts is is about, through meaningful conversations so it's it's about conversations that you know really help people share something deep and inner inside of them and so when i i have created my own community that is about creating um great connections great me, introducing great women to great women and also creating meaningful conversations amongst those women. So if we can create space for ourselves or find community that has that value, then we can really be in, I mean, because when I think about growing my business, I've been in business for you know well over a decade at this point. And 
I would not be where I am without my community that's been around me, that's cheered me on, that's helped me on the difficult days and helped help celebrate on the, you know, the most wonderful days. And so that community of people, we have to learn to open up ourselves and be in space with people. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's a give and it's also a receive. So learning to receive, I mean, you've obviously learned to receive in your communities the support and help around you and i think and it sometimes... has its own disadvantages and not oh sure disadvantages, but challenging size and sure i i want to uh really what you just said is so right i have learned to receive because when i came back first it was like i was used to being alone and then everyone was in my business because <laughs> if they are helping you they have opinions too yeah so that's so right i want to listeners to uh, pay attention to that learn to receive because right. no matter if we have help around us, if we don't receive it, and yeah. as it seems to me, you received the community. Sure. You and I created, I mean, I, I've created community. I have an amazing community of women and it was, it started, you know, a long time ago because I just kept going, oh my gosh, you guys need to know each other. And so showing up in that community and receiving, but also in giving. So, you know, mm -hmm. you let's, let's create dynamics between bringing these two people together or, how can I support this person in that? So it's, you really need to learn to dance in the balance of that. Talk to me about the community you have created. Mm -hmm. uh, the details, what was the motivation behind it? Uh, you mentioned like few things, but I would sure. like to know more sure. about the community. Was it like women's uh, community? What, what group was it? What was the values and focus of it and i would love to know more about it sure sure so it was it was years ago when i mean i was just out meeting all of these amazing women and i would meet them one by one by one and at one point i was like oh my gosh i just keep meeting these most amazing extraordinary women right and so i as i was i was having these conversations and i was like wow if i put these two women together they're going to create something really magical so I would do that and I do another one like that. And finally, there was a point where I was like, you know, I have something really, I've created something, a community of women that's is pretty cool. What if I brought them all together at once? And so that was a question that I, I pondered for a moment. And, and then I, you know, was having this conversation with my business coach and she said, uh, well, yeah, that'd be great. Start hosting events like this. And I'm like, yeah, but yeah, what if nobody comes? And... <laughs> She's like, just How go. How do you overcome that? You should, she's like, just go do it, right? Just go do it. And people came, right? I mean, the beautiful thing was people came and that was the start of my community. And, and from that, it's, it's evolved into, you know, quarterly events. It's evolved into an annual three-day conference. It's evolved into my podcast, Extraordinary Women Radio. My, my three-day event is Extraordinary Women Ignite. My quarterly events are Extraordinary Women Connect. I have a Facebook group now that is called Extraordinary Women Connect with women from all around the world. And it's, it's, it's got the energy. And as part of, as I was building it and I was bringing people together, I think what was really key and fundamental was I was giving women an opportunity to come together in small groups, no matter the size of the, 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 you know, whether it's the bigger conference or whether it's, you know, as the connect events grew, I would still put women together in smaller groups and they could have, and they'd have like a question that would get them talking about something near and dear to their heart. 
And they each have an opportunity to have, to give voice to that. And they would each have an opportunity to be heard. And then also to get to know each woman sitting in that smaller group at a deeper level. And then we'd mix it up and, you know, they'd go to another table and they'd get to meet more people like that. And those, those meaningful conversations that they had very early on were the seeds that often led into women partnering together, women getting to know one each other, um, you know, lift each other up, cheer each other on, all those sorts of things. And that was really fundamental in helping helping you know build that out you we are talking about all these beautiful aspects of um your ex experience but i'm pretty sure it had its own challenges and i would love if you are willing to share at least some of the challenges you personally and women in business have it might be any challenge and what were the your biggest mistakes we can mistakes are also learnings and oh lessons. they're totally we can call them this any yeah, name, yeah, that's but fine. what were your just the mistakes that led to you to the biggest realizations? Yeah, yeah. So very early on in my business, I was helping women who were in the corporate world who were hearing a calling for something more. So that was where my business coaching or my coaching first started was was more along helping people start you know figure out what their what's next is what their next chapter was. And my business grew really rapidly. And then I started following a lot of the kind of the shiny stars out there that were telling, you know, that were saying, you know, build your business with this formula, use this language, um, you know, and I, and I, so I shifted all my language up and how I was, um, how I was, you know, marketing myself. And it was no longer from my heart and soul, right? It was, it was language that, was very formulaic and it was it sounded like every other coach out there and my business really leveled out at that point in fact even dropped in in the final year before I stopped and went wait a minute what's off here and I had to do that inner work of rebuilding my brand from the inside out and reconnecting into what did my business really want to be I, I would journal on that question what does my business want to be and, and at the same time, so many of my clients that had had um, that I've been working with were actually starting their own businesses. And I had a a long background in, in the corporate world and as a, a VP of marketing and branding. And so I knew how to help them start their business. And I'd been I had built my own business. And so I listened, I, you know really listened kind of divinely to what my business wanted to be. My clients were guiding me in the right place. And that's where I really became a business coach. And I was able to bring like all of the journeys of my life forward into how I was helping my clients in such a beautiful, magical way. And it was, it was no longer the strategic um, linear approaches to, to marketing and branding and business building only. I mean, I still brought that forward, but what I brought with that was the richness of bringing our, our soul wisdom, our spirit wisdom into, into play with this and helping women find their voices and their stories and, you know, just in a much more rich, organic, spiritual way, if you will. And you know, if, if you would have told me 15 years ago that I was going to have a business that was very spirit driven, spirit, you know, connected, 
and helping people in their businesses, I would have told you you were crazy. I was an entrepreneur. I was an, I was an executive woman. I was very linear thinking, right? And so I had to really maneuver through my journey to find my pathway to to doing things in a in a very soulful way. And I would not have figured all of that out had I not gone through that process and, and followed all of these formulas, you know, five years into my business that said, you know, speak to your client's pains, um, speak to the scarcity, speak to the fear, um, you know, all of those old antiquated ways of, of doing marketing and really had to do figure out for myself how the, those marketing rules needed to be broke. And um, so throw those, those old marketing rules out the door and really come up with my own that was speaking to clients' aspirations and what their desires were. And, you know, I would not have figured all of that out had I not gone through that myself. Wow. <laughs> it is just so uh, beautiful to hear, especially uh, I respect men as well, but as a woman, I love hearing those stories from another woman who also yeah. has a child, who also has raised a, um, a child and just connect to a different level and mm -hmm. hearing your story is very inspiring to me. Uh, you mentioned building business from inside out. Mm -hmm. And this is, uh, I'm pretty sure many of the listeners have the same similar question as I have. Um, I love to post about my podcast. I'm also a yoga teacher. I love to post about my yoga videos. I, I have so many aspects of me inside of me. And mm -hmm. I love to do, like, I, I have a lot of hobbies. I love to paint. I love to dance. Now I'm learning to skateboard. And so often I just hear, find a niche, only post um, the things to your niche. And as you were talking, I was like, when I'm seeing the, Instagram pages or social media pages of the coaches, all of them look same, not same, but similar. But also where is the line? Should we just be ourselves fully with all of the aspects yes. that we have? <laughs> or should we just truly be? One of the um, coaches told me that you don't find your niche, your niche finds you. And I just love that. But also, for me personally, I love and I have all these aspects of me. What would you be your advice to me? Should I just post what I truly enjoy and what I truly like? Or should my social medias or just my outside or my website be like this, 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 and this? How does building business inside out look like? Where is the balance and where should we stop and truly mm. just look professional? Yeah, great question. And what I would say always is start with this light of you, right? So your strengths, your gifts, your passions, your values, this essence of who you are, you always start with that. And from that, you start to build your brand. And yes, you have to niche. I will, I will tell you all day long, you have to niche. You have to know who your ideal audience is and learn to speak their love language or what, what they aspire to, what they're desiring, so that you're really helping them see bigger possibilities for themselves. And there's a whole process that I take clients through to get to that point. And what I love about your question is, so that's kind of, that's brand, and you start to get into the marketing of, you know, what does your website look like? Who do you speak to? And you do need, your website needs to speak to your ideal clients and how you are going to serve them. 
So I, I totally agree with that, but you're building it from the inside out of you, right? So you're bringing this all, of, I mean, you're bringing the artistic side of you into it. You are bringing the embodied side of you into your work. So what your work becomes is, is really evolved around the core of who you are. And all those pieces are the core of who you are, right? So the, I mean, so like, if you look at my website, you're going to see a lot of, um, I was, I was on an interview with somebody yesterday and she was like, I notice a lot of words that are feminine, um, magical words that you use in the language that, and how you speak to your clients. And I was like, yeah, it's true. It's because that's who, what's, what's coming up through me. When you pause and you build your brand from the inside out in ritual and letting your soul guide that you come, the right words come to you that help you know, present this brand of you speaking to your ideal clients in a way that's really realistically, that's how you get to, so it doesn't sound like everybody else's. So that's one side of it. Your question on social media is a bigger question. And, and what I would say is nobody wants to just be, nobody wants one line of messaging coming to them all day long, right? They want to see and they want to get to know you and they want to get to, so you showing your art to them or you showing yourself um, in yoga, that's part of who you are. And then you can go into your teaching points that are very specific to your clients and serving your clients in a very specific way, that ideal market and how you serve them. And you get to show up all as you right? I mean, I have horses in my barn. I show my horses all the time. I go on walks in the morning. Um, you know, I love the sunrise in the morning, you know, so look for those ways that you get to bring all of you to your social. But when you get into your programming and when you're on your website, you want that speaking specifically to your ideal clients. Does that make sense? Total sense. It's like logical and emotional site, balancing those yeah. two uh, feels like it. And also every time, even I uh, write a blog post I write whatever I want but I always check what is my intention here what is my am I just talking about myself or am I talking about myself because there is a lesson here so yeah. it's just that was just my understanding that okay just post what I what brings me joy but intention what is the intention behind this is it to show oh my god I'm such a uh, cool yogi that I'm doing the heart poses or is it like no. look at me I am trying I have been even today I posted a video I have been trying to do this post for a hour and at the last point I almost wanted to cry but I, I pushed through it and then finally the last one I made it and that was my intention to show that I have been trying yeah. to do and achieve something for an yes. hour and then I achieved it so that's what just I found my way into it and I just mm. wanted to that's a really yeah, good way to look. I mean, that's a perfect example of that, right? And because it's real and it's meaningful to you, people are going to go, look what she did. And I might be able to do this with something that, you know, is totally unrelated to yoga. But, you know, I have a, I have a client that's going to be running a half marathon this weekend, right? That she might be inspired by what you just did to go run her half marathon. You know, I mean, it's, it's that sort of thing that... Um, people connect with you on your stories. In fact, I always say that, and, and this is a good way to, to think about this. First of all, people fall in love with our souls, not our faces. So they're falling in love with this essence of who we are, the soul of who we are all of our life, right? And um, the, the window into our soul is our stories. So a story around your yoga, a story around why did I do this piece of art, right? 
this piece of art really spoke to me because, and there's a lesson in it. And so you were already looking for that thread, that lesson in the yoga story, right? So those stories are an intricate way for you to be able to connect and let your client, let your community know love and trust you. You know, you often hear the no like and trust. And I say, no, let's, let's build a no love and trust because you want your community to just fall in love with you. I love that. And you mentioned storytelling. And this is something I want to get much better at. And mm-hmm. it's not only that people on the uh, screen that are storytellers, we tell stories every single day, as you just said, by uh, what we post or by what we say. And this is uh, a challenge that I have personally, and so many people might have it that I have so much good going on in my life. And I want to share about it. And I work so hard on myself is it meditation is it yoga is it like constant awareness to be able to see good in my life and to be able to be grateful it doesn't come naturally to me even uh-huh. today i had like thousand mood changes and i had to center myself it's like when meditation your mind drifts and you have to bring yourself back how do i speak and share my story and my happiness so other people who might not have um who might not see the goodness in their life see this as an inspiration and motivation and not like bragging because I don't have anything to brag I'm like having challenges all the time I'm just so happy that I'm overcoming them (laughs) so as a storyteller yourself how do you tell your stories the way people connect to it and not just like oh she's life is perfect and I'm just gonna not listen to her because it makes me feel bad about my life how do yourself and i think you you've hit on a couple of the components that that exist already it's like yeah there might be a challenging moment right it's like even the yoga this morning it was like i kept trying this for and that was a challenging moment so there's this little hook of a challenging moment and then there's a breakthrough right there's something that happens and then you have all the joy and the happiness alongside of that so if if we were going on to social all day long and just oh, life is grand, always beautiful. It's never difficult. And, you know, even if we're just in a spirit of celebration, people will start to go, yeah, but that's not how my life is. And that's where you get a lot of the comparisonitis and all of that sort of thing that happens on social media. And we've seen it, right? We've seen where it's, it's like, you know, I'm, this is a, a total exaggeration of it, but the, you know, the guy driving the fancy car up to his private plane. And it's just, you know, it's, it's just like, you know, that tells nothing about his, his real life, his real story. Right. I mean, it's, 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 it's show and it's projecting. Mm-hmm. Um, if you back that up and say, oh my gosh, you know, I've been, I've been an entrepreneur and, you know, there was this little point that was a little bit of a struggle and I learned something from that. And that is what helped me break through to being in a different place on day to day. And this is why, you know, so you find those little moments where you can, you can, you can share those little more, those more vulnerable pieces of you. You said something, uh, you mentioned something before, which led me to another realization. You mentioned the word, uh, was it like inner mentor? I think it was an inner mentor. And then I got the idea, oh my God, inner critic and inner mentor. So how do we uh, transform the inner critic into the inner mentor? Yeah. yeah. So first of all, I'll say, um, check out Tara Moore's book, Playing Big. That is 
some of the, that's been, it's a book that I've had my clients do for years and years. And she actually takes you through exercises to identify that inner critic. So our inner critic, we have to first just recognize it, right? We have to, if we have the story that we're telling ourselves over and over again, you know, it's like a negative story of, oh, I can't do this. Or, you know, this relationship over here is just like, and you just keep playing that story over and over again. That's your, that's your inner critic. If it's, if it's, if it's speaking mean to you, um, meaner than you might ever say to any other person, that is your inner critic. And so some good ways that you can do some, one of the things that you can do is you can name your inner critic. Um, you can give that inner critic a name. And when she starts to show up, you can just say, oh, there's, there's my inner critic and, you know, um, I, and just call her out. And it's like, I'm going to, you know, thanks for your concern, but I'm going to focus over here. So that's, you know, you start to shift that, that, that language of catch the story when it's happening, say thanks, but no thanks and shift. I'm, I'm going to choose differently. Right. Um, so that's, that's the inner critic side of it. Tara Moore does have a really great, um, um, online um, meditation to get to your inner mentor. And um, she takes you on this journey to meet your inner mentor. And it's you basically, you know, so many years in the future. And what would she tell you today, right? Those sorts of things. Um, so those are the first two chapters of that book. And it's, it's just golden. I mean, it's really gold for, for anybody that has got a lot of inner critic stuff going on. And, I, and we all do, so, by the way. Yes, we all do to yeah. some extent. Yeah. I remember um, the other day, um, there I have really low windows here. And I was looking out of the window and I had this thought like, oh, I might fall. So I have to be careful. And I was like, oh, this is how it is. My brain, these negative thoughts are just ideas into our mind. We just believe them. If I have believed those, this thought, I might have been fearful and I might not go to the window again anymore. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, this is how it works for, you know, how small realizations gives us or like simple life examples gives us bigger realizations. Oh, totally. That's how it is. As you said, we just get, you know, critic just says us what might it, our mind thinks it might be helpful for us. We can just thank it and say, no, thank you, as you just said, because it is not serving us. We can yeah. just like see it as a regular thought and we have thousands of thoughts thought in our head. Also, uh, I like to say that however we do one thing and anything is however we do everything in our life and every aspect of our life has meaning. So I would love you to share more about horses. And you even said that you have dogs and the role it has into your life. And is there, because I know my son, my husband, everything I do, every activity I do teaches me something about, mm -hmm. teaches me some, even skateboarding. I caught sure. so much of myself. I was like, I applied so many things to the business because yeah. I became aware of myself, uh, how I show up in that challenge. So it, everything teaches us about something and then we apply it to different aspects of the life sure. and you just mentioned horses and i would love to know more about your love of the horses when did it start and the role it has in your life and so if are there any lessons you learned from it that you apply to your life sure sure i mean i've i learned i apply lessons that the horses have taught me to my life every day and i've had horses my entire life and um since i was a you know a baby we had horses and they were a big passion of mine and I spent a lot of time on them. And um, so 
as early on, I learned responsibility because I had to take care of them every day, right? I had learned, um, you know, and this connection that I got with, with an animal was really special and really beautiful. Um, so I always say that that shaped me to, you know, and it gave me leadership skills, really did give me leadership skills, um, you know, leading a horse into, you know, teaching them, training them, working together in partnerships. So all of that really was some of my early, early learnings from the horses. When I so I went through years of training and showing horses, you know, worked in the corporate world and they were kind of like my place that I would go to, to like reconnect back to me. And there was a point in my life where, um, you know, I was supposed to leave the corporate world and start my own thing. I mean, it was, there was, I was being called, I was being, the, the universe was pointing me in that direction. And it was actually a moment with a horse where I was trying to figure out what the heck I was supposed to do with my life. And um, clarity came to me that I was not supposed to go back to the corporate world. I was supposed to move into being an entrepreneur. And it was the world of, of equine guided or equine assisted coaching that hooked me into that idea. It was, it was like, wow, you, people are doing coaching and leadership training with horses. I was like, that, I thought that was the most fascinating thing ever. So I went on this journey to learn that work. And what I discovered was spirit, was, was very spiritual, deeply spiritual. Some place that I had never been from a, um, back in my corporate days, I, was, I would not have considered myself spiritual at all. The horses really opened up that door and it was horses and nature and, you know, just where is where I had always found my, my, my connection to myself, even as a little girl, I'd found that connection to myself through the horses, right? I mean, that had been my way that I had made a deeper knowing inside, you know, a teenage girl, my boyfriend would break up with me. I'd go to the barn and be with my horse, right? I'd let my heart get healed out there. So, you know, it was like over the course of my lifetime, I became to realize, I came to realize that horses were really a deep connection for me spiritually to back to myself, and that was what led me into the world of being an entrepreneur was the equine assisted coaching. I was like, that's what I wanted to do. And that's what helped me step into that space and discover my spiritual being. And then from there, I learned spiritual, you know, spiritual, all kinds of things that I just, I would have never looked at, you know, 15 years ago. It just, it was the part that opened up the door to me. I love that. Before I ask you, um, last two questions. First of all, Kami, I want to acknowledge you. You're, um, you have this energy, like peaceful, steady energy of a leader, truly. When you mm. talk, there is this peacefulness and steadiness inside of you. And you have one of the most beautiful eyes. I just really <laughs> like your eyes. And I wanted to tell you that. And thank you for your information, for your um, the value you brought to me personally and mm. the value you are bringing to the listeners. And thank you for being so open and sharing about even your horses and your life. Uh, I just really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. And it's just such an honor to be here with you. Is there any question before I ask you the last question or any topic that you wanted to talk about and I just didn't got the chance to ask you the question? 
You know, I think all I would say is, is trust that you're here on this earth for a reason. You've got beautiful gifts inside of you. You've got a light and a fire that just needs to be tended to. So find a way to tend that fire. Let all of you come out into the work that you're doing in the world. And I believe you're here right now for a reason. And you were given all these gifts in this fire of you so that you could go do the work that you're meant to be doing in the world. So trust that, know that, live that, and, and, and be bold and brave and step into it, even when it doesn't feel comfortable. I love that. Where can people find you? If they are listening or watching you and they want to connect, where can people find you? And if you have any upcoming events, any virtual events, I just want to know everything. Okay, so the best place to come find me is on Facebook in my Extraordinary Women Connect community. It is a wonderful community of women that it's it, what I mentioned that I started years ago, where I started introducing all these great women to one another. It's a place to be to be in my community because that's, that's part. People will tell you all day long. That's one of my the most amazing things about being in. Um, in my, my as, as a client of mine is that they get to be in these wonderful this wonderful community of women that I've created so come join us there um, my web my um, website is camigelner.com I do have an event coming up November 11th through 13th it is a live event in in Colorado called extraordinary women ignite it is a it's my seventh year of putting on this conference we have an amazing lineup of speakers and I am so super excited to be back live this year. We were virtual last year, and I know it might work virtually, it might work better for you, but it's come, come, come to Colorado and be with us. And uh, we've got um, just an amazing event coming up. So that's, that's my annual event that I do every November. I love it. And the last question I ask to everyone, just leave me and listeners. It can be one word, it can be one sentence or two, just leave us that was something that is on top of your heart? Mm. Trust. I'm just going to go back to the, that word that I used just a little bit ago. Trust that you're here for a reason because you are. It's a beautiful way to finish our conversation. I could talk to you for hours and I have so many questions because you have so much. Um, you have lived a life, full life, is it through business or your life? So you can teach me so many things and to the listeners, uh, but I'm going to end our conversation here. So thank you so much for being my guest. Thank and you, Annie. Thank you to, and thank you to the listeners for listening, guys, and for your time and for your presence. And until next time.